0: More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, January 11th. Even though Mark just said in my ear that it's June 11th, he was playing with me. I know it's still January. It does feel like a lot of things have happened over the last week or so. So everyone take a deep, cleansing breath, okay? Okay, good. We're going to start the week off with one of your questions, a person who wrote in to us and said, I'd like to join you on the air. And for that, we are so grateful. If any of you want to come on the air with us, Mark and I really want to make this about your voices being heard this year. You had to hear me drone on all last year. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And just let us know, hey, I want to come on the air with you. That's what Margaret did. Margaret's on the line. She's calling from the Midwest, not really calling, but through the magic of technical beauty, she is with us. Margaret, welcome to Jill on Money. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited.
0: You wrote in, and um, and I will just say that when I first read your, I read your email, and my heart sank. So you can tell us a little bit about your story, and then we'll get to your financial matters at hand.
1: Sure. Um, my husband passed away in February of last year. Um, six-year battle with cancer. He was an amazing man. Uh, I will say that he did a lot of our long-term planning, financial planning. And I did a lot of our sort of annual or, you know, monthly or annual budgeting. So I was involved in the finances, but I was not involved in long-term planning. I regret that decision. Prior, when we saw where things were going with him, I really started to put on, uh, take a concerted effort to learn uh, about long-term planning, um, retirement planning, financial planning. Um, and so it's been almost a year and they say, don't do anything too drastic in a year when uh, you've had a loss. So now I'm ready kind of to ask some questions and maybe take some more. I have taken some action. I've started some uh, Roth IRA and stuff. But anyway, I'll leave that for the later conversation. But so that's where I am today trying to figure out what I should do now.
0: Okay. And you are how old? I'm 55. Do you
1: have children? I have an 18 year old and a 20 year old. We're both in college.
0: Oh, you got your hands full. Are they both home with you?
1: They are, they are. But you know what? It's been beautiful for the last year. We've been forced together and I, it was perfect.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just such a crazy time and to put death on top of the crazy mm-hmm. time or even before that time, I know it must've been so awful. So I I yeah. really am so sorry for your loss. I'm glad you have your girls there. And I'm glad you have your, your third child with you also, because um, what everyone should do is check out Margaret's dog in the furry fan club, because that dog named hope just a beauty so hopefully your 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 three babies will will keep you kind of sane during this next group of months so tell me a little bit about you are you working
1: yeah I do I work I work for the state that I live in and uh, I have about oh gosh about uh, probably about 27 years in so I feel fairly comfortable and confident in uh, in that job I plan to be there until I'm 60. So, uh, another five years, maybe seven, you know, maybe when I hit the five year mark, I'll realize, okay, I can do two more years because it will slightly impact my, my pension.
0: Oh, okay. Good Um, to know.
1: Yeah. Uh, But, uh, so that's, yeah. So I do work, uh, I make about $105,000 a year. And then I also get my husband's pension. My husband was uh, in law enforcement. And how much is that? 44,000 right now. Now he chose an accelerated, which I totally understand where he was. Uh, So when I turn 62, that will drop, I think into about 28 until I'm 62, that's 44,000.
0: Okay. And then just so I understand this. So at your age 62, what would your potential pension be at that time? My potential pension would be about 50,000. Okay. So you'd have his 28 and your 50. And Is it the nature of your pensions that you would not receive social security or will you receive social security? I
1: will receive social security.
0: And do you know about what that number is? I don't. I do not know.
1: I don't plan to take it until I'm 70.
0: Great. Okay. And do you like what you do just in general?
1: Oh my gosh. I love what I do. Um, I I love what I do. I I help people that need far more help than I do in my life. Um, Hmm. And so I absolutely love it.
0: Okay, great. That's really important to me to hear that because mm-hmm. I do think when you have loss, I think that when life is uncertain, it is good to have an anchor of a, of a career that you really like, you know, mm-hmm. if you were living every single day to say like, get me, I want to inch my way to 60, it would be a different conversation, but okay. So this is all good. So I presume that the money that you're making yourself plus your husband's, um, pension is um, right now, is that sufficient to cover your basic needs for the for the household? Yeah. Okay. Great. Are, are you contributing in addition to the pension? Do you also contribute to a four hundred and fifty seven plan?
1: So I contribute six percent of my income to my pension, and then I contribute. Uh, I'm maxing out, and it just started maxing out. You know, with my husband, it, we were doing it differently, but now that I'm sort of in control of it, because for obvious reasons. I am completely maxing out my 457B, and I'm doing 50% Roth and 50% traditional. I Mm. just entered into the Roth uh, this year.
0: Okay. When you are um, looking at just sort of the, the general cash flow, maxing out has been okay for you? In other words, it's not a burden that you're maxing out at this point?
1: No, it's not. In fact, I mean, just for an example, am I able to also pay double on my mortgage?
0: Oh. Really? Why are you yeah. doing that? I know. Wait, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you're paying double on your mortgage. Let's just go to that right now. Okay. The house is worth how much? The
1: house is probably worth about $320,000.
0: Okay. And the outstanding mortgage that remains?
1: $122,000.
0: Okay. Do you happen to know the interest rate that's on that? 3.45. 3.45. Okay, good. So you got the cash flow. I get it. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. What about is in the retirement plans right now? Let's go with your 457 plan, pre-tax and what's in the Roth right now.
1: The pre-tax is about 300,000 and the majority, I mean, I've only been putting, you're much better at math than me, I've been putting about $500 a month in the Roth since since probably July. Oh, so
0: right. so it's just a minimal amount,
1: very minimal, very minimal. Okay.
0: Got it. So 300 in your pre-tax. And did your husband have a 457?
1: Yes, he did. He had, um, close to 300,000 as well. All traditional.
0: Very good. Okay. What about other money that's saved for retirements? Any old IRAs kicking sure. around or rollovers?
1: Sure. He had retired from the state and went to a private employer and, uh, had seventy thousand in a four hundred and one k, so I have all three of those under one roof. And then this year, because I am, uh, I have less income than I had when he was alive, but I can still marry, file married filing jointly. I did in, uh, put money into a Roth IRA through Fidelity. Oh so great! in. Okay. Now I think I can do that for the next three years. It's a long story, but I think I'll be filing uh, married, a widower, and I can still use the the better tax bracket that filing jointly gives me. Mm-hmm. So I plan on putting twenty one thousand in over three years for that into a Roth IRA. I
0: just want to be clear. I don't want you to go nuts on the whole tax bracket thing, because obviously things can change, but you're talking about essentially the 22 or the 24% tax bracket on the last dollars in. So, you know, it's not a huge differential. I think it's great that you're being mindful of taxes, but that's not where the big dollars are going to be for you. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, what about emergency money? Like what's on hand?
1: I have 12 month emergency fund. And I have other little savings, you know, I have a vacation savings and I have a, a, just a regular savings for emergencies. So I'm very well covered for emergencies.
0: Okay. Non-retirement investments. So beyond the emergency reserve, is there any money that's outside of retirement right now?
1: You know, it was interesting. I've been thinking about this non, even I've been listening to you talk about non-retirement investments and I have a sum of cash sitting in a savings account. Mm. You know, maybe it's this, that's time for another conversation, but that that's what I have. I have cash on hand, being in savings account.
0: And how much is in there?
1: About 500000
0: Okay. That's a big number, girl. Yeah, I know. Okay. Is that because you're wimpy and you like having that there for you?
1: A couple of reasons. I didn't want to make any quick moves in the last year. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, I, I may sell this house. I'm not sure how much of my memories are tied to this house. Um, And again, you know, there's a, so there's a lot emotionally to figure out there, but I know it's an option for me to relocate to, you know, to move maybe to a condo. So that's why I also kept it there.
0: Well, you mean that if you were to sell your $320,000 house, you would want to spend more to get into a condo?
1: I hate to say, but I probably would spend more.
0: Why do you hate to say it? (laughs) it (laughs) (laughs) Because... (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. Um, first, I, the reason why I'm, I'm sort of laughing because I, I'm looking at your whole game plan and I already know you're in great shape financially. So I think that that's thank goodness because I know that certainly when you go through a really awful event, like a death mm-hmm. of a spouse who goes way before his or her time that uh, the one nice thing is that if you don't have to really worry about your financial life, like that's not the issue that right. you can just get on to your morning and move through this. It, it, it's really very helpful. Or as my mother said, after my father died, I don't have to worry about that. That's what you and your sister are here for.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> I
0: love it. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, it seems to me that you're in very good shape. Tell me, at this point with the house not doubling down on the mortgage payment but like with your regular payments how much money do you think you need to live on every single month
1: including a house payment or yeah no.
0: let's say including just okay. for the heck of it
1: yeah uh I, I'd say four thousand.
0: Four thousand. Yeah. Okay. So four thousand, and does that include everything like fun? Because you know you feel rotten now, and we can't travel. But like, is there some notion that you would be like, you know, what I would like to travel a little bit, or I would like to do, you know, like anything in there, cooking around? No,
1: honesty, no. That is just my my dedicated expenses. I mean, I don't have debt, but you you know, electricity. Yeah. You know, stuff
0: like that. Why don't I just make that five? Just Mm -hmm. because that's the kind of gal I am. Okay. So presuming that you were spending five grand a month throughout your retirement, it's interesting to note that you'll have, you know, I'm going to push ahead, pretending you're 62, that you'll have $78,000 coming in taxable, of course, but that essentially... You know, not 100%, pretty much would cl- cover your five grand a month, right? And that's only for the eight years until you collect Social Security, at which point you're golden, right? Mm-hmm. And then in addition to that, then you have this money in the 457 plans, the old 401k. And so the when I hear this story, and I look at these numbers, I say, you're in very good shape financially, very good shape financially. I think that you know tax rates as they are right now, I would prob and because you have so much of your money is already in pre-tax meaning um, you know for the 457 plans and the fact that your husband's was all traditional, I probably would just go to a hundred percent Roth for your We're own working. ongoing 457 plan like what the heck you know you're gonna have income in retirement. there's no way getting around it. Okay, Mm -hmm. And even if we were to look ahead and pretend the tax rates weren't going to move, you're going to be in the 24 percent tax bracket. Maybe it's going to be 28 percent. You're going to have taxable income and it will be better for you to try to minimize the amount of money that's pre-tax. And even I could see trying to convert some of your money into Roth money if possible, because you're going to be forced with those minimum, those required minimum yeah. distributions. It's going to screw some things up. Now, none of this, this is like cherries on the top of your beautiful ice cream sundae that you and your husband built for yourselves. So mm-hmm. even though you weren't involved per se in the long-term planning. Um, you were part of it and your income allowed this to occur as well. You guys put yourselves in good shape and you are the beneficiary of that now. And that's all the good news really is fantastic. There's not like, I don't look at this and say, oh my God, there's, some, there's nothing that jumps out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that we should have a little bit of a conversation about the house. Yeah. Here's how I look at this. You know, if you think in your heart of hearts, you're probably going to move and do the condo thing. How much do you think you'd have to spend on a condo that you'd want to live in, that your kids could be part of, you know, like, what would it cost you to make that move?
1: I think about what would I pay for a house? Like, what would I pay for a condo? And I'd probably pay between 400 and 450.
0: Okay, so 450. Notice how I always round up. Yeah. Yeah. So you have 200 in equity right now. And we would take $250 out of your non-qualified account, or maybe you'd get a mortgage, because honestly, you probably hate the, this idea, but it, it would probably be fine for you to have a mortgage, even if I didn't do that. You All could pay cash for it. You could. Okay. However, I will just point out to you that if for any reason you think you, this is a real likelihood or possibility, don't pay down that mortgage right now. Because paying down that mortgage just saps your liquidity. It's not really doing anything for you. The other aspect of this is if you think you're gonna stay, you really just love this thing and you're gonna stay in this house and it's great and that's terrific for you, then fine. You'll pay you can pay off the mortgage. It's fine. It's it's not gonna hurt you. You have plenty of liquidity. I think it's just a question of like of this non-qualified money, of this five hundred thousand dollars, how much of that should we be earmarking? for a potential purchase, and what else could you be doing with the other half of it, right? So if if I say you've got 500, but 250, you really need to keep liquid just to preserve the options, right? Yeah. What do you want to do with that other 250? How comfortable are you with investing that? That's a big question I have for you. If I say, maybe we should start a, a plain old investment account. How do you feel about that? Nervous.
1: If I were going to do that, you know, I have not gotten a financial planner in the last year because I wanted to kind of force myself to learn and figure this out because I don't want to sit in front of a financial planner if I don't know what I need to know, you know? Yeah, sure. So I, I guess I, 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 it makes me nervous. I think at that point I would get a financial planner. I don't know if I'd navigate that on my own. What I have done is I've been a little, I've been more aggressive in my, my retirement investments because mm-hmm. I do have that cash.
0: Okay. I mean, look, I think that if, we, so in other words, if I were to roll everything together, which looks like uh let's call it 700 grand in retirement stuff. 500000 in the cash, we would probably see a pretty diversified allocation. It would look fine. I don't have a problem with it. I want you to feel like, especially after going through this and because you've done such a good job that you have options. So, okay. So if you said to me, I'm just going to stay in this house and I love it and it's great. Look, the paying off the mortgage, a 3.45% mortgage, it's worth paying that down because you're getting zero in your in the cash account, right? Yeah. You know, so that does make sense to me. But if this is, you know, long term, you know, we'd have to make different decisions based on kind of where you land on the house. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Um, And and look, you're not going to spend the whole thing. So even if you said to me, it makes me emotionally feel better to double down on the mortgage payments. I'm okay with that, too. I really Mm -hmm. am. But I want you to understand that there is, you know, the 250 grand that we're talking about that's in that cash account, I think you will become less nervous with that over time, but I also have a sense that as I look forward in your situation, how old did you say your kids were, 18 and 20? 18. You know, things happen in the future. You you'll see where things land with them post-COVID and and they're in college now. Do you think they'll stick around the area?
1: I do. One definitely. One will stay in this house if I keep it.
0: Is that right? I don't know if that is that a reason to sell.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> what are they studying?
1: Well, it's only a reason because I think she needs to get out and see the world. Uh, education. She's going to be a teacher, so hmm. I told her don't go, get, don't get into debt. It's sad. It's sad because teachers should be paid more than anybody. But
0: yeah. And the other one
1: in business, a little more uh, vague, but she's a she has getting a business degree.
0: Their education's paid for, or they're paying for it. Like, where are we with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I have five twenty nine Bs for them that okay. will cover their undergrad.
0: And grad school, they're on their own. Um, okay. I'm going to give you the, my big picture. I think that um, you're in great shape. You could retire at age 60, although I doubt no. you're going to, because I'm just going to give you the Jill, this, and by the way, I've gotten hammered from some of our listeners because of this advice, because they call me puritanical and i part of the workaholic US culture. And I'm raising my hand for you and saying guilty on both. Now, I'm not pure and I, I will say this. When I was a financial advisor 100 years ago, and I did it for 14 years, what I noticed was the people who worked longer, it's assuming they're in a good job that they like, right, mm-hmm. that they were happier the longer they stayed there. Mm -hmm. And in fact, maybe you too, because of your situation, the thing that's really kind of fascinating to me is that you like what you do. And if you like what you do, and 60 is really young, I have a feeling that as you get closer to say, I could retire, but I don't want to, I think that that's going to just beef up your overall financial situation. I just believe in my core that people want to feel useful. And if you feel useful and grateful for what you have, I wouldn't throw that away so quickly. Mm -hmm. I really wouldn't. Maybe you don't want to work as hard, you know, if you could even, if you could transition or if you could do it for a while, I think you're going to be happier doing that. That's just my two cents has nothing really to do with your finances, except to say, as always, the longer you work, the better the money looks. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, I think you're in darn good shape. I also presume that because you are uh, have just gone through an illness and a death, that your own estate documents are up to date. Is that correct? For
1: the most part. My husband and I do not have a living revocable trust, and I am going to do that.
0: Why are you going to do that? Because you don't want the 18-year-old to go r- running across the world?
1: <laughs> Perhaps. That's the <laughs> truth. Um, so I'm gonna do that, but otherwise, yeah, my my legal papers are are in order. And then I think the next thing I want to really do is find a financial planner and and try to find one that's a CPA as well, kind of roll it into one. I think that's my next move as well.
0: Oh, that's that's a, a great idea. So there are a lot of types of you know financial folks that are out there. There is a designation that CPAs have, AICPA, and there's a section that's called the personal financial specialist designation. It might give you both of those components.
1: That sounds great. I appreciate that.
0: Margaret, you're a delight. I really do wish you well. And again, my condolences. It's um, it's just awful. But I I have to say you sound very encouraging. You sound like a, somebody who is processed a lot. And um, I thanks thank you for sharing your story with us and with our audience as well.
1: And thank you. I, you know, I've done a lot. I've really committed myself to educating uh, myself on finances and your podcast and your other the other things available through your um, website have been immensely helpful. So thank you.
0: My pleasure. Okay. Good luck. Stay in touch. Squeeze that pooch for me. Okay. Will do. Well, thanks so much to Margaret for coming on the program. If you would like to share your story with us and maybe get a little financial advice on the side just send us an email, Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Or if you're on the website, jillonmoney.com, there's a contact button and we'll get the email. Just say, here's my story. Here's my question. I want to come on the air. Mark will do the rest. Until we speak to you next, the virus is raging and we are all in this together. So here's what we're all going to do. We're going to wash our hands. We're going to wear our masks. We're going to maintain our physical distancing. We are all going to swear to each other just for today. I'll remind you again tomorrow to do something nice for someone else. Okay. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.